0: Welcome to Huberman Lab.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to What a Waste podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. How you doing, Louche?
0: I feel insane.
1: Lisa had one little bit of coffee, and she's like, "I'm going to have a panic attack." If you're wondering how uh, sturdy we are as your (laughs) intrepid podcast hosts,
0: I—I mean, I feel incredible. Yeah, spring is here. Um, but so we have these.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. I feel incredible. Spring is here. Uh, (laughs) Coffee, coffee straw.
0: We got the Tyler. Got me this. Uh, straw they have, and it's, <laughs> it's one of the most useless straws. <laughs> on That's the so mean. So Somebody I'm
1: made that. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty floppy. It's a floppy straw. It's
0: a floppy straw.
1: Uh, we have a lot of drinks on the table here. We, um,
0: I do want to take this time to admit yesterday was Earth Day. We picked up coffees from downstairs at Capacito. And I would like to call them out for your using plastic. Call them out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I go there every day. You can't make an <laughs> enemy out of them.
0: For using plastic. These did come in plastic. But for the aesthetic, we put them in glass.
1: I'm really proud of you for admitting this. I know. Because she was like, we can't have plastic on the environmental podcast. So I just poured it out of the plastic that we used into this glass. But well, I we're coming clean. And I, I think that's good.
0: I usually bring my reusable mug around, but mm-hmm. for iced
1: so you if you order a coffee somewhere you have a mug that you go and put sometimes. it sometimes and, and put it in this sometimes that's I mean it's it's probably good but it's a why it's wild to me
0: it's so easy
1: <laughs> I just, it's,
0: they always go oh yeah they're really happy to do it
1: okay I mean that's that, that's what co- I would need is I would need one time <laughs> that in I'm just worried about the interaction
0: oh no they go oh absolutely that's
1: what stresses me out about it where I go. Hey, can your cups aren't good enough? I brought one.
0: The, the baristas have no. The baristas don't work for the oil industry. <laughs>
1: right. They, they not, have no
0: stake in the game.
1: I'm really surprised by that. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> they don't. They don't. They're not oil executives moonlighting as baristas.
0: They're actors and musicians <laughs> who have yeah, absolutely yeah. no stake in. Oh, the I thought you were going to say
1: talent. Um, <laughs> no, no, not at all. We've all, we've all. Bit gone that route. That's How are you doing? Point. I'm good. I'm good. That was a really mean joke out of the th- off the top. Sorry, you're red. You're beet red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet the pink is not helping bringing out the uh, redness. Um, didn't know you can get sunburnt uh, when it's not uh, like sunny outside. But that's what happened to me yesterday playing golf. <laughs> not a fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, listen back to our old episodes. Huge um, news. Huge I deuce. was obsessively looking at our anchor statistics. Right. Going how many anchor statistics. statistics? How many?
1: How and many, you know how, what many, it,
0: how many? How many, how many? And you know what it told me? What's that? It's our one year anniversary of the podcast. Oh
1: wow. Thanks for joining us for a year, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to say about <laughs> <though>. it. <laughs> um Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I think uh, It's been
0: more than a year, but we we Put it on anchor a year ago,
1: right? Okay, but we've
0: been conceiving this for about two years. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, obviously, with the with bringing in a producer, shout out to Tyler K, Tyler K, our dude, uh, and like you know, just putting a little bit more into it and getting more consistent. I think this year is uh, only good things to the moon with what away except for this this straw (laughs) company, coffee straw. Um, but yeah, thank you for if you've been around, especially from the beginning. Thank you very much. Um, we appreciate it.
0: Thank you to all of our regular listeners. You know who you are,
1: <laughs> mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <actually. laughs> yeah, literally,
0: mom, and my uh guy who lived at my sister's commune.
1: <sighs> There's probably a lot of people on communes. She gets you, really
0: upset when I say she lived in a commune. She was doing a year of service. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you, she lived on a commune. Um, if you are living on a commune, make sure that you each do, uh, individually download. <laughs> 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 Don't collectively download the podcast. <laughs> that has that helps no one. That does not
0: For our commune <laughs> listeners, we <laughs> do need you to move into more of an individualist mindset yeah, for the sake yeah. of our analytics.
1: We appreciate your collective mindset and most other things, but in in terms of downloading our podcast specifically, we're going to need you to be rabid individualists. Yeah. Read read the fountainhead and then download the you podcast. You each need
0: your own laptop yeah. and uh, a phone connection. <laughs> yeah. And, sp- and spotify uh mm-hmm. account sorry
1: sorry um but yeah for real if you have listened for a whole year i mean thank you very much uh we appreciate it and keep uh sharing it with people anybody yeah. that you think might like it anybody that you think might not like it too good all press is good press you yeah know? we uh, when we get <laughs> when we get like hate comments it's really funny too it's very fun too what are
0: some of our hate comments
1: I think we got like,
0: damn! She could chomp off an apple tree or whatever they say. Oh said. yeah, someone said
1: that you could, you could really, really eat an apple well or something.
0: Someone said she could take a bite out uh, of a tree, a trout of
1: a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he could have chosen any tree, but he went with apple tree, which is a sturdy tree.
0: I do have a big mouth and giant gums. <laughs>
1: that could also if we were in morning radio and not podcasting that would be our our names
0: (laughs) my caricature (laughs) is like this big big. mouth and giant gums (laughs) this is making me nervous welcome to big
1: mouth and giant gums in the morning
0: (laughs) npr shout out um all right are you ready for this
1: i am i'm excited to see what our uh, topic is today
0: we are talking about whale oil and the switch, how the switch from whale oil to petroleum can teach us about our current energy transition.
1: Okay. Wow. I didn't think we would ever be, I mean, talking about whales. I, They're I never huge. Thought Save the whales. Yeah. Okay. Huge. Okay.
0: My last name is Whalen, and I wanted to start out by saying <laughs> I feel very connected to Whales. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream the other night that I saw oh a giant God. whale, and in the dream, I looked up. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look up whale symbolism," and Google said, "Never forgive."
1: What? Said <laughs> <That's, that's, that's laughs> never <my> forgive. <laughs> that's what whales mean. No,
0: and no, not at all. If you actually look up whale symbolism, it's like the unconscious dream world, hope and hope and oh. and just in my dream. Wow,
1: wow. that's. <laughs> Never forgive, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even say that after 9 11, they just said, Don't forget. They still were like, Well, we could forget at some point <laughs> after we've ravaged two other unaffiliated countries, yeah. Um, all right, well, so whale oil, yeah, let's I,
0: steamroll past that, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that got about as much coverage on the podcast as it did on the actual news, yeah. Um, So I know a little, only a little bit about whale Mm -hmm. oil. I watched a crazy show about whaling. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, did you? It was uh, Colin Farrell was playing like this guy on a whale ship, whaling ship, and it was a fucking brutal uh, show. Like, just them hunting a whale, like back in the like, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s or something, and it looked like a brutal, brutal life.
0: Well, that's actually where I got the idea for this episode, because I was reading this book about colonialism in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and a big part... Of course you were. Yep. And... (laughs) (laughs) and Other
1: people are reading, like, (laughs) The Hunger Games and shit, and Lucia's like, how did we take over Hawaii?
0: (laughs) Well, it was really fascinating, um, Uh because I didn't know anything about it. And so missionaries went from the East Coast to Hawaii to basically make it to, you know, th- shove Christianity down their throats and ruin Hawaiian culture. Right. And at the same time, so they were making it super Puritan, and at the same time, uh, whaling ships would stop in Hawaii to... Okay. Uh, to take a break basically. And then so, and, and like <laughs> destroy, it was a very yin and yang. It's really funny to listen to the history because it was very yin and yang where like the Puritans w- were literally like, stop having sex, no drinking. And then the whaling <laughs> ships would come in. they were like, listen, <laughs> we've been on this goddamn ship. We're having sex with your native people oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. we're drinking as much as we want. Um, and, but it, so it talked about, it, it briefly mentioned that there was like a theory for a while or the narrative around whaling oil was that the whale whaling was such a huge industry. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the most whale oil was America's most desired oil in the 19th century that we were way overfishing oil, uh, whales and whale populations were getting depleted. And then, uh, petroleum was, discovered as a new source of energy and so there was this narrative for a while that the petroleum industry actually saved whales and i was like whoa i had never heard that so yeah,
1: that's conflicting
0: it, very conflicting and we're gonna debunk this so
1: right, right so whaling whale oil rather what it was used as a fuel sort like mm-hmm. but was it also just like lubricant like the way yeah. that like you know there's petroleum jelly and then there's like the Gas in your car. Yeah. So it, was it was used for like kind of everything. Thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Which I really, I didn't really know. Mm. It was used for like everything. It was used as a lubricant. It was used for lamps. It mm-hmm.
1: was. Yeah. That's the one I remember is like lamp oil because it like didn't smell mm-hmm. and it did and it burned like long or something.
0: Well, and I sort of forgot that like Save the Whales was a huge campaign for a really long time. And the Save the Whales was like. As big as uh, for Greenpeace was like as big as you know the polar bear sim uh, mm. imagery, right? right and right. now we don't really talk about whales that much, but it was a huge campaign for the environmental movement for a long time. Yeah. Um, okay, so commercial whaling was banned in 1986. However, Japan, Norway, and Iceland have killed nearly 40,000 large whales since then. God. Yeah. Just
1: to think that there are forty thousand—that there wor- were forty thousand whales—that just seems like so fucking giant,
0: many. giant creatures. So crazy. Over a hundred thousand dolphins, small whales, and porpoises are also killed in various countries each year. Um, whales roam throughout all of the world's oceans, communicating with complex and mysterious sounds. They're huge. The blue mm. whale can reach lengths of more than a hundred feet and weigh up to two hundred tons, as much as thirty-three elephants. <laughs> It's crazy. That's
1: huge. <laughs> so insane.
0: Um, despite living in the water, whales breathe air, and like humans, they are warm-blooded mammals who nurse their young, and a thick layer of fat called blubber insulates them from cold
1: ocean waters. And that's what they were like harvesting. Yeah. Like I don't even think they really ate the meat. Like, well, it was whale all for meat is definitely
0: eaten, and I like I know in. Um, like Eskimo Mm -hmm. and indigenous cultures. I know whale oil or Mm -hmm. whale meat is a -hmm. food source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I think in terms of like commercial whaling, it's probably not used
1: as much. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing about the, like I listened to some podcasts a long time ago, so I don't really remember that well, but like about, yeah, the, the life of these people on these ships like while whaling and they were just like, up to their like waists in whale oil all the time, and like it was just like slippery decks everywhere. Well,
0: so, um, so uh, Herman Melville described being on a whaling yes, ship, right? Right? right. Um, of course. In uh, what was that? Moby Dick. Moby Dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember the most famous book of all time? Okay. <laughs> I
0: read it in college and don't remember. I, ne- I never
1: read it. So, well, so I heard that. Like, I, I, I've i I've heard that it's a really boring book, and that's why I've never... Like, it wasn't assigned to me in high school or anything. Yeah. And I've never read it by myself, because everybody says it's, like, a real slog, and that that was supposed to... <laughs> <look> to <laughs> my door just creaked. There's a fucking ghost in here. Um, the, Kirk,
0: the ghost of Herman Melville. <laughs>
1: yeah, the ghost of Herman Melville was like, what would you say about my
0: fucking book, dude?
1: Is that, f- is that boring, dude? But apparently it's supposed to be sort of a slog, like the life of someone that was on one of the oh. ships. You know, it's like supposed to give you that that feeling, too.
0: Well, let's... Uh, so he described
1: the life, though, you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to You're <laughs> going to read a quote and then I interrupted you? So
0: Herman Melville described declumping whale oil with so they what they used to declump whale oil with their hands on the ship. He said, "Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Oh, close your eyes and imagine this. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze all the morning long. I squeezed that" <laughs> <laughs> I squeezed that sperm... This, is all, this
1: sounds like my dirty talk. <laughs> well, keep going. I squeezed... Please squeeze, squeeze <laughs> really, all the morning long. I really don't want to have to say this <laughs> <laughs> out loud. I squeezed that
0: sperm till I myself almost melted into it. I squeezed that sperm till a strange sort of insanity came over me, and I found myself unwittingly squeezing my co-laborer's hands in it, mistaking their hands for the gentle globules. Such an abounding, affectionate, friendly, loving feeling did this avocation beget, Ugh. that at last I was continually squeezing their hands and looking up into their eyes sentimentally as much as to say oh my dear fellow beings why should we longer cherish any social acerbities or know the slightest ill humor or envy come let us squeeze hands all around nay let us all squeeze ourselves into each other let us squeeze ourselves
1: (laughs) (laughs) into
0: the very milk and sperm of kindness (laughs) would would that I could keep squeezing that sperm forever (laughs) You have to pay $14.99 to hear me say this. Oh my god. That that was a special Patreon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That I just I'm so glad we have a tight a shot tight on you (laughs) for that whole (laughs) for that whole sequence. Would that I could squeeze this sperm forever.
0: So whaling ships were huge. Whaling was one of the world's first great multinational businesses. Um, From the 16th century through the 19th century, whale oil was used principally as lamp fuel and for producing soap. It was utilized for lubricating fine instruments. It was treated with sulfur to provide high-pressure lubricants used in machinery, and it was also important in the manufacture of varnish, varnish, leather, linoleum, and rough cloth, especially jute Um, that was used for wrapping bales of cotton.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It's used for everything. So this is just an absolute, like, boom, like, this is a... uh fucking resource. Like yeah. if you can get your hands on this stuff, it's you, you could sell it for any price really. Yeah, of. I'm sure it's it like was It's like a real commodity.
0: It was used in cosmetics. I think
1: it was like big <coughs> in the industrial revolution too because they had to lubricate all these new like assembly line mm-hmm. machines, you know, like all these different factories were like you said lubricating the fine instruments. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like it lubed up the whole industrial it revolution.
0: Whale oil lubing up the industrial revolution. <laughs> lube was also my nickname in high school.
1: No, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on! Not
0: only at, for Wait, some no reason. Wait, no, really? I thought <laughs> was, I thought you were doing it. For like, some reason, like the older girls on the field hockey team called me Lube.
1: Oh my God! I I really is... <laughs> I'm glad i now. Who, look who's red now, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Oh God! Okay. That is so. <laughs> oh my God! It's so brutal to get bullied by people on a field hockey team. <laughs> but I thought they loved. It. I mean,
0: they did love me. They would call right, me lube right. and then invite me to all their parties.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's just went from Lucia to like Lou to lube probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Women's I'm sports. never, call, I'm never calling you anything else. <laughs> Please don't call me. <laughs> weird.
0: Okay. So from the 1700s through the mid 1800s, oil extracted from the blubber of whales was boiled in giant pots that provided light to America and much of the Western world. The United States whaling fleet peaked in 1846 with 735 ships out of 900 in the world. Whaling Whoa. was the fifth largest industry in the United States. In 1853 alone, 8,000 whales were slaughtered for whale oil shipped to light lamps around the world, plus other parts used in hoop skirts, perfume, lubricants, and candles. Sperm oil is a pale yellow oil obtained with spermaceti from the head cavity um, and blubber of the sperm whale. And in the first half of the 20th century... Uh, oh,
1: yeah, that's another thing, is that the like what they were actually using mostly like the the highest uh value stuff was the spermaceti from their head it was mm-hmm. like a cavity that they took like they opened up their skulls and took this out it was like a r- loop around their brains oh or my something God. and that was they all, I think they also like harvested the blubber and all that but like the highest commodity and then i think at some point <clears throat> like some people just started Killing whales and just taking that because they didn't want to ship all the blubber, so it was like, it, like every boom like this, it's yeah. like eventually becomes incredibly. It's like killing the rhino for the for the, for the horn. ivory. Yeah, like it, such it a becomes waste. such a ridiculous waste. What a, a
0: waste! <laughs> we can't.
1: We are so not in sync. It's incredible. So
0: the pre-modern oil wasn't Inedible, but advances in chemistry allowed fresh oil to be hardened into a fat, which was used for margarine and soap until vegetable oil became a practical alternative in the late 1930s. Yum, 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 yum. Um, (laughs) Also, whale oil was extremely important in the manufacture of nitroglycerin for explosives in both world wars. Yay! And it was used as a major source of vitamin D through the 1960s, so that... (laughs) That is all of the uses. Awesome. All Gosh. right. Let's blow through. Um,
1: well, I see why they went through this shit to go get it, because it was so valuable. You could
0: use it valuable. for everything. But yeah. like all globalization, it was unsustainable. <clears throat> okay. So whaling as an industry began around the 11th century when the Basques, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but the Basques- It is. Started hunting the and Spaniards? trading. Yeah. Started hunting and trading. The Basque
1: country apparently is like one of the most- um, like socialist areas in the world, like it's like very very well politically organized. Good for them. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So when the bass started hunting and trading products from the northern right whale, which is now one of the most endangered of the great whales, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the Basques came from a region of southwest France and northwest Spain known to outsiders as the Basque people. Mm. Um, In the late 19th century, the whaling industry was transformed by the development of steam-powered ships, enabling the hunting of faster blue and fin whales and of the explosive harpoon, enabling further reach and increased Mm. accuracy. The new technology, coupled with the depletion of whales in the rest of the world, led to the spread of hunting to the Antarctic, where huge concentrations of feeding whales made large-scale whaling... Highly profitable. And the First World War provided a large market for explosives using glycerin from baleen whale oil uh, provided God. by British and Norwegian whaling in the Antarctic. Meanwhile, Japanese whaling had developed separately as a coastal industry, mainly for humpback, right, and gray whales. Um, since uh, so
1: they, they found a use for every kind of whale. Kind yeah, of.
0: yeah. Gosh. And then since whales migrate worldwide through both coastal waters and the open oceans, the need for international cooperation and in their conservation became clear. So by 1925, the League of Nations, which is part of the UN, recognized that whales were overexploited and that there was a need to regulate whaling activities. Wait,
1: the League of Nations?
0: The League of Nations, which is part of the UN.
1: Oh, I thought that was a precursor, like the what was before the UN.
0: Oh no, but it does sound like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it does. Um, in 1930, the Bureau of International Whaling Statistics was set up in order to keep track of catches. This was followed by the first international regulatory agreement, the Convention for the Regulation of Whaling, which was signed by 22 nations in 1931. Mm. However, some of the major whaling nations, including Germany and Japan, did not join, and 43,000 whales were killed that same year. How is it? Wait,
1: Germany is a big whaling country? It's landlocked. Yeah. That's very strange.
0: Yeah. I don't that know. is actually
1: crazy to think about that Germany is landlocked. Never thought about that.
0: <laughs> I've never thought about that.
1: It is, right? Like crazy. Yeah.
0: I, I studied German <laughs> yeah. for nine years. Are you serious? Yeah. Sprachen Sie Deutsch?
1: Wow. This is, I'm just learning a lot. <laughs> Knows a little bit of German. Nicknamed Lube. <laughs> well, I'm That's learning. all you need to know about me. Yeah, you don't need to know anything else.
0: <laughs> um, with species after species of the great whales being hunted close to extinction, various nations met throughout the 1930s, attempting to bring order to the industry. And finally, God. in 1948, the International Convention for the Regulation of Whaling came into force. Um God,
1: man! Can you imagine a more lonely existence than being the last whale? Yeah, <laughs> like just, just like to nothing in the whole o- world's oceans. Yeah, God. bummer. That's a, that's a real bummer. Well, folks. I feel
0: like they're also very. I mean, not not that I feel like this isn't a feeling. <laughs> they are like, incredibly intelligent mammals.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just a feeling. That's
0: just a feeling. <laughs> no signs behind that. Well, so I actually looked up that. They have a super important role in carbon capture. Um, Interesting. So they're and also just in the health, the overall health of the marine environment. So whales are at the top of the food chain, and they um, they capture carbon from the atmosphere.
1: Nothing can. before humans, nothing was killing whales. Probably yeah. not big ones. Not the like except the
0: the cycle of life and death.
1: Right. Time. But, so like, no, no, like, a shark isn't going to kill a whale. Like, yeah. maybe a baby whale, but, like, not a. Like, I've never thought about that. Like, they don't have any predators because they're just so fucking big.
0: Yeah. That's so wild. they were naturally sequestering carbon, like, way more. Um, well, yeah. And how, is that, ne- how is that? So each great whale sequesters an estimated 33 tons of carbon dioxide on average. Um, mm-hmm. Whales accumulate carbon in their bodies during their long lives. Um, and then they act as carbon vaults vaults by sinking to the bottom of the ocean when they die.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: That's fucking poetic as shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: Um, And of course we're fucking that up. Six out of the 13 great whale species are classified as endangered or vulnerable even after decades of protection, and an estimated... Minimum of three hundred thousand whales and dolphins are killed each year as a result of fisheries bycatch. Three
1: hundred thousand? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Every year. Yeah. God, there are so many. The ocean is so big. I know. God, that just. And we're so
0: tiny, and we've managed to fuck up so much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's so crazy. Like the biggest ship that we have is like so tiny. Like in the ocean, you yeah,
0: know? yeah. That's what's crazy is even catch it. It's actually pretty amazing that we managed to fuck it up so hard when we were using harpoons. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah, how yeah, did yeah, we yeah, make yeah. that work?
1: God, it's it's when you create a market, you know. That's what it. Is. That's the, the motivation is so strong for yeah. people to be like, fuck it. I'm I'm me and all of my friends are gonna dedicate our lives to figuring out how to kill whales. So my
0: wife can have a hoop skirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I can have leather. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- over 1,000 whales a year are killed for such commercial purposes, or for commercial purposes. The blue whale, the largest animal ever known to have existed, was almost exterminated in the 20th century due to commercial whaling. Um. The United States and other international whaling commission member countries have tried for years to persuade Iceland, Japan, and Norway to end their whaling, as it undermines the effectiveness of the commission's commercial whaling ban. However, in 2019,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, but they're like, well, you aren't committing to any other any climate change shit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's like we're trying to get them to be good guys on this one issue, and then we're the la- bad guys on a lot. You're like so,
0: whales. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in 19, Silly. in 2019, Japan chose to walk away from the IWC and now conducts commercial whaling in its own territorial waters outside of any international controls.
1: Hmm. Brutal. Brutal.
0: Um, okay. So what is the connection between whale populations and switching to petroleum? So this is from the New York times. Mm-hmm. Whales kneel, near <laughs> whales n- near North America were becoming. <laughs> near were becoming scarce and the birth of the American petroleum industry in 1859 in Pennsylvania allowed kerosene to supplant whale oil before the electric light replaced both of them and oil found other uses. Hmm. So by 1861 whaling was in such decline that the federal government bought 38 old whaling ships, loaded them with stones, and sunk them in Charleston Harbor in what turned out to be an unsuccessful attempt to blockade the Confederate port. Um, <laughs> wow. Eric J. Dolan, who's the author of Leviathan, The History of Whaling in America, said the message for today was that one era's irreplaceable energy source could be the next one's relic. Like whaling, big oil is ripe to be replaced by something newer, cleaner, more appropriate for its moment. Ooh,
1: okay. So there's a... There's hope. Yeah, that's like um, like the argument of that, um, uh, that book, The New Abolitionism, mm. where it was like, like they were talking about like the argument of that book, if I am, I could be incorrect, but was, I think that like, you know, climate change seems like such an incredibly, and like moving away from fossil fuels seems like such an like non-starter. It seems mm-hmm. so insane, but slavery was the literally the engine of the world economy at one point, And everyone was like, you know, it just, it's gone like in some places it's still in some places but it's like moving away from it was possible i mean it took a lot obviously but it's like look that this is and that's kind of like what this is saying is like someone in that time would have been like there's no way we'll ever not use whale oil you know and now we're like we'll never we'll never not use fossil fuels and it's like there's something else can replace this. You
0: got to have a bigger imagination than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He has a very nice quote. He said, similar to what you just said, "What you think you can't live with." Wait, what you what? think you can't live? without today tomorrow can become just a memory that's what happened with whale oil and eventually it's going <laughs> to happen
1: It also sounds like he's going through a breakup that's <laughs> true <Not sure. laughs>
0: it's very transferable
1: yeah he's like he's just on the other side of healing from a breakup poor <laughs> Eric J. Dolan. Poor, poor Eric. So he said,
0: what you think you can't live without today, tomorrow can become just a memory. That's what happened with whale oil, and eventually it's going to happen to oil, but you don't just turn off one switch and flip on a new one. It's the product mm. of a long, wrenching process that I hope leads us to a more sustainable path than the one we're on now.
1: And so he, he did he write his book with that in mind, or like his whaling book? Because he, he was the one that wrote The Leviathan, right? He yeah. Said, I mean, have you read? You haven't read the book. I haven't read, it, obviously. Okay, call me
0: out for not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm wondering if if that is like the premise of the book, and that's why he was like wanted to write about whale oil, we or have if he, on. yeah, we should. I mean, look, hey. I'm
0: sure he would love to do our podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, at some point we can get these kind of guests. I'm yeah. sure.
0: Manifestation.
1: Hey, Dolly, get over here.
0: Sorry. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so this is what I originally uh, was focused on when I started writing this. The whale oil myth. Um, so, which is the idea that petroleum oil and the free market saved the whales. Um, whales had come under a serious threat of extinction by 1860, and petroleum did fuel most lamps in the latter 19th century. mm mm-hmm. um, the cost of whale oil had risen as we killed off whales. It was also expensive for the average person and only the wealthy could afford it by the end of the civil war. So actually whale oil wasn't, it was the most expensive oil and it wasn't necessarily the most accessible for most people. So lamp, um, Lamps were lit with many different oils, some plants, some animal. Oils derived from coal as well as from plants and land animals. Uh, We lit lamps with turpentine, lard, and alcohol. And then camphene became popular during the Civil War, which is a mix of camphor and turpentine. Mm -hmm. Um, And by 1850, a consumer had a choice of... Camphene or burning fluid, which was 50 cents per gallon, whale, whale oil, which was 130 to 250 per gallon, lard Jesus. oil, which was 90 cents, coal oil was 50 cents, or er, lard oil was 90 cents, coal oil was 50 cents, kerosene was 60 cents. So it, it was expensive. It, it was
1: by far the most expensive. Yeah.
0: So it was. Yeah, I mean, it
1: would have got only gotten more and more expensive. Yeah. Like if something else would have come in and filled that gap because they're like, okay, well, everybody has to light their. Their lamps at the time, yeah. so it's so you're basically you're saying it's like petroleum came in at a time where there were already all, uh, other alternatives.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. like there was always going to be an alternative. Yep. Um, so whale oil was never competitive. Using it was always a bit like killing elephants, so the wealthy could have mostly carved ivory, like you said. And as for lamps, government-supported petroleum was just a stopgap until Edison began building public electricity lighting systems in 1882. So I feel like it's not... The the whale oil myth isn't wrong. It definitely... Like, we had other energy sources come in that... Right, right. Because we were killing so many whales that the price was going up, and also it was Mm. a lot of money to procure, so... It's not fully wrong, I think, but we can't say that oil saved, petroleum saved whales. Well, yeah.
1: Also, (laughs) it saved whales for now until it kills all of them eventually by (laughs) us just poisoning every water system in the world with with oil and gas. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, it saved them. (laughs) If it saved them, it's bought them a little bit of time where we weren't just actively harpooning them all the time, but... They'll get those know.
0: harpooning ears.
1: Gosh, you sound so <laughs> nostalgic. <laughs>
0: Back when we could harpoon.
1: I just I just can't imagine that life. It sounds so horrific. But
0: imagine like, were the conservatives at that time like pro harpooning whales?
1: Yeah, they must have been.
0: Yeah, there were people who I'm sure didn't want the whale oil industry to end.
1: Yeah. And also there I I wonder, but like were there people back then around these times that like were dedicated environmentalists? Like like peop- like that's people's whole careers. Like a lot of people now. There's a whole like, you know. We should little, have like, done
0: an Earth Day. We should have done an Earth Day. Uh, we should have done a freaking Earth Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write a whole blog about this for work. So basically the environmental movement. Was not a cohesive thing until the first Earth Day on 1970. In 1970, right, right. Like there were people working desperately on different issues, but like environmentalist was not mm-hmm. was really not like a, a thing. A thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like people would work on separate issues, but it wasn't until the first Earth Day when, um, well. Well, so Rachel Carson's Silent Spring came out, I think, in 1962, and that was Mm -hmm. all about pesticides. So she really, like, pushed the environmental movement forward.
1: Ooh, I just got what that title might mean. Like, just... Can't hear birds. Yeah, no bird, no nothing. Just a stream that's... Oh, God, that's dark. Yeah, very dark. Yeah, it's very...
0: So I'm sure there are people who... uh,
1: there's probably people that were like Yeah, hey, it's not good that we're killing every whale. Yeah. There's gotta have been. But it probably wasn't like it was probably just an opinion that they held and like brought up to people, but not like it wasn't like their job to it, stop it. It
0: wasn't a movement of people connected by their love for Birkenstocks yet.
1: Oh wow. Good good for you. you an anti environmentalist joke out of you. That's <laughs> usually that's my purview. I own
0: two pairs of Birkenstocks. <laughs>
1: Two pairs of Birkwood stocks and a bed for her phone. <laughs> She's got it all, folks. <laughs>
0: so this was interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to end a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was interesting, right? <laughs> Wide-eyed. Like, I have a hard time with transitions. <laughs> yeah, no, this, I mean, it's a crazy, like, spotlight of, like, a moment in, in time that was, like so crazily different like Hmm. to think that like all the lights in here like if they were (laughs) a whale had to die for (laughs) to light them like that's so insane um and
0: now all that had to happen was an entire town had to be their water supply had to be poisoned
1: yep yep hey look Sorry. That's what we're about is if you is everything in life, if you scratch the surface a little bit, it gets real dark. <laughs> everything must have America. smelled
0: so much worse back then.
1: Oh, dude, when people get like uh into that argument about whether or not this is the best time to be alive, best
0: time to be alive,
1: best time to be alive by far, and then best time
0: to be alive yesterday, I rented a random person's car for an hour on the Get Around (laughs) app, picked up a desk for $20 from another group of strangers from Facebook Marketplace, and then paid them with Venmo. (laughs) And my dad was there, and his head almost exploded. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Uh,
1: but, like, just all those things, but just the smell, like, just the fact that, like, most of our life is either pleasant-smelling or... Could take it or leave it, there's yeah. kind of no smell. Like that everyone
0: is, smelled and everything everyone smelled. Everyone
1: smelled the world just was stinky for like most of human history. <laughs> and unless, unless you live in like New York City, <laughs> it's it's pretty not that stinky yeah. anymore.
0: Tyler's apartment smells great, but it's because he lives with a very fancy woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. if I, She went out of town for like two, three days, and I'm kind of like, mm. the, the, I'm glad that you said that it's not stinky in here. <laughs> oh, no, <yeah. laughs> Every time she leaves town, I'm like, I just devolve, and I just have to <laughs> frantically clean the apartment when she comes home. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. Smells are pretty sensitive for me because after my parents got divorced, my dad got really into making bean soups, and I smelled like <laughs> beans <laughs> constantly. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why they called you Lube. I showed up. (laughs) I remember I showed up to
0: high school one day, and I was standing um, with a group of friends before class started, and someone went, "Smells like black beans."
1: (laughs) 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 I love that it's linked to two different kinds of trauma. (laughs) That you're just like (laughs) I. So it's linked to the divorce, and then it's also that you had to go around. The like, your life smelling like beans. Yeah. God, that's such a funny way that your dad coped with the loss. <laughs> I've started writing life.
0: about that. He <laughs> coped by just making, like, so many soups.
1: <laughs> Thank you once again for listening. Please uh, tell, uh, rate, review, subscribe on mm-hmm. iTunes. These full videos are finally up on YouTube. Yeah. We, we said this for fucking... You've been asking year. for it. You've been clamoring.
0: People I've never met have been asking for it. Yeah,
1: and so <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be the the status quo going forward. We're gonna be the full videos are gonna be on YouTube. So if you like what consuming it in that way, go there. Share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Share it with your family. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate it and uh, hope you learn something and maybe and, and you know maybe you got a couple laughs too. That was the most awkward (laughs) high five of all time. Thank you, guys. Thank you.